This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Open lines, 248-539-9797. So we just brought up the the Ben Johnson thing and the announcement yesterday that he was taking his name out of the running for the Carolina job. And I guess any any head coaching position as he was – um, considered a candidate elsewhere. Um, although I don't know what jobs he'd officially been linked to. Um, but either way, a kind of a surprise development. And I, and I, I don't know how else to put it other than for me, Gator, this is another sign that the culture in Detroit has changed. Something that whenever we heard about a new regime taking over, we always discussed, well, you got to change the culture. How do you do that? How do you sort of turn the tide on something that's that that's not measurable? Like if you want to, it's, it's easy to say, well, here's what we need to do. We need to stop the run. <laughs> and then you no. load up on personnel to stop the run and you can see – well, last year they gave up 3,200 yards rushing, and this year they gave up 2,200 yards. Whatever it is, right? That's measurable. Culture is is not something that truly, I mean, can you measure it in any way? Maybe I'm not thinking of something, but you look for signs that that's the case. And, you know, I've always talked about what my definition of a football culture is, and that is when somebody new is introduced, they realize, oh, I need to follow. I, I got to keep up with everybody in here. Yeah, I can't be late. I can't skip this voluntary lift. I have to be okay with my role if it helps the team win, which I feel like Pittsburgh has nailed. Pittsburgh's nailed it for 50 years. To me, it's it's like it's history and a standard, right? But with the Lions and this coaching regime, there's not much history there because they've only been there for two years. So you look at it's the standard that's been set of what's acceptable and and how much work needs to be go into how much work needs to go into, you know, being better and how do you better yourself and and everybody holding each other accountable and maybe that's part of what this culture is but it's a standard and it's it's the type of players they look for and it's the type of coaches that they look for in the staff as well. Mm-hmm. Um, was Aaron Aaron Glenn was a secondaries coach with the Saints, right? He wasn't a defensive coordinator. Uh, I believe so. Yes. So he gets his first coordinator job with the Lions. Ben Johnson, you know, was was coaching tight ends, and, and now he's the offensive coordinator of this team. Dan Campbell was a tight ends coach, and when he was at Miami, he was an interim head coach after being, what, a tight ends coach there. So you, they, they've gotten their opportunities here with this team, so they're kind of all coming in together at the same time, and it's helped to create this this culture change. But, Ken, what what's your thought on, on Ben Johnson? Well, I first found out through you, Doug, as well. When you text me and Gator, that was when I first found out. And my first reaction was, honestly, I was surprised. Uh, and then I was really relieved. was my second, quickly relieved, like, yes, this is awesome. But my first one was surprised because I was surprised that, one, he's already announced this. You know, this is still, no one's filled their their head coaching vacancy yet. So he could have 
I don't know what he was looking for or whatever, but there could have been another opportunity from another team that hadn't contacted him yet. But he found out or he knew early enough to say, you know what? I don't need more interviews or interests or whatever out there. I'm going to put an end to this right now. And I'm coming back. So after that, and then I thought, well, this is awesome. Great for golf. Great for the Lions. Great for the offense. And then I thought, why did he come back? Is it culture change? Probably has a lot to do with it. But the thing with the culture change is we've never seen someone want an assistant coach before here to be a head coach. So that's a new thing. We've heard kind of some players every now and then be like, hey, I want to come back. This year it's been a lot of players that say I want to come back. But the coaching thing's been new, right? Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, I thought, okay, well, we all know the pay raise for a head coach. That's one of the biggest reasons why it's hard to turn down a job is one, opportunities aren't there. And two is the increase in pay is humongous from a coordinator to a head coach. Why would he turn down a pay raise like that? The Lions must be willing to give him a bump. I don't know how big of a bump, but he's going to get a bump. And another reason I thought, too, was does he self? He looked in the mirror and go, maybe I'm not ready yet, Mm -hmm. right? I I know I want to do that job. I know that's my end goal. But right now, I want to stay where I'm at. I'm in a good situation, and maybe I'm not ready. Look at Nathaniel Hackett, who's older than Ben Johnson. He had Russell Wilson. He had weapons. He had a defense. That thing went bad quickly. And who knows if Hackett will ever get another shot. Now, Ben Johnson's young enough where I think he gets another shot, but maybe he looked at Josh McDaniels, who went out there and did terrible his first time. You know, he went back to New England. (laughs) Struggling this time. Yeah. Now he he goes back out there, but he did get another opportunity, though, and he's struggling right now with the Raiders. But all that being said, the end result is great for us as Lions fans. I'm happy. I feel like this is a one-year deal, though. I think he comes back, and he does what we expect him to do, He's most likely going to take a job next year. Yeah, that's but I'll worry th- about that when we get there. If this team is what we think it is, which is a playoff caliber team, and let's say they go out and win the division, right? They could lose both coordinators last year. Next year. Uh, next year, yeah. They could lose both of them. And I wouldn't be surprised. The way that things have turned around here, I mean, obviously the offense was was pretty consistent and solid all season long, and Ben Johnson gets all these interviews. But what... Aaron Glenn did with that defense the last 10 games of the season to only give up 20 points a game, to have those guys tighten up, and to still watch that team and say, there's glaring holes on the defense, yet the way they played was top 10 style. I mean, I think it speaks volumes to what Aaron Glenn can do with that defense. So now with the resources put in this offseason with free agency and draft picks and guys hopefully getting healthy and, and can contribute to the team in 2023 that did not contribute in 2022, you know, getting a full season, Romeo Acquire, getting hopefully a healthy season from Levi Unzarike and, you know, getting some guys back in the secondary. Um, how much better can the defense be? If they're better and, and significantly better, Aaron Glenn's going to be gone too next year. The, but these are, these are the problems that you face if you're a winning franchise. They have to. Good problems to have. Yeah, they're great problems to have, but. People you, like your guys. You, you don't like to have to keep changing right. things up, and yet that's what the. Big programs do, you know, the, the, the Patriots have done it year after year. Alabama does it year after year. They lose, you know, two, three, four coaches a year, it seems. According to Dave Burkett, Johnson interviewed virtually with three teams in recent days, along with Carolina Panthers. It was the Houston Texans and the Indianapolis Colts. And the story in The Athletic said that the Carolina owner was infatuated with Ben Johnson and really, really heavily interested. But he is out. Now, the other thing is this as big as any free agent signing? I don't think so. 
And again, I put it, it because I was resigned to the fact that, that Ben Johnson was going to go. Right. And I thought if I'm going to lose one of the two coordinators, I'd rather lose the offensive coordinator because I think the team is better suited to to adjust to that loss than they would be if if AG were gone from the defense. So, I mean, this is great. But I, I think if they were to land a top free agent, that's going to make the team better. So... I don't, I don't know if I'd put it quite that high. Depends who they get in free agency, though. 248-539-9797. Feedback coming into the Carson Anderson inbox uh, from Marlin and Wald Lake. The news of Ben Johnson was exciting. I started texting all my buddies. Everybody was excited. Only problem is if they have a good season, like everyone is saying, it is guaranteed he'll leave because the jobs will be pouring in, especially if they make the playoffs. So I think we only have him for one more year. Uh, I hope I'm wrong. And he chooses to stay here long term. Mike says, Ben is an idiot. When you get a head coaching opportunity, you take it. You don't know when you'll get another shot. Look what happened with Aaron Glenn. Well, but to Kang's point, I think it's a very valid one. You look at take a look at yourself in the mirror and you say, These guys want me to be a head coach, and I know I'm not ready yet. Or I or I feel like I need more seasoning before I become a head coach. I need to put my best foot forward because, you know, if I fall on my face, I'll never get this opportunity again. So let me just put in the work and and be good for another year and reevaluate. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 